Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness. It's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Welcome to Vitality Radio. My name is Jared St. Clair, and I'm your host each and every Saturday morning. It's good to be with you yet again on another Saturday. Love doing this show and love educating you on the finer points of health and nutrition. That's what we do here at Vitality Radio. Vitality Radio, always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful, Utah at 107 South, 500 West. You can call us at 801-292-6662. If you have any questions about anything you've heard on the show, Vitality Radio has been on the air for over five and a half years now and uh, we're building an audience but if you like what you hear go tell somebody let's uh, get this audience bigger we're trying to give you the uncut uncensored information about health and nutrition here at vitality radio you can also connect with us on facebook facebook.com slash vitality radio i post a lot of articles there throughout the week and also take comments and suggestions very seriously as to what we can do to improve the show, topics that we can bring to the show, and so on. Now, today is sort of a continuation of a show that I did a few weeks ago where we talked about the five most, let me restate, the five biggest lies uh, in liquid foods, so to speak, beverages, I guess you could say. We talked about things that the food industry is trying to pass off as healthy. And we talked about how diet soda is actually worse for you than regular soda and how Gatorade and Powerade are really a big no-no if you're trying to maintain health and so on and so forth. And we didn't get into all the liquids we could have talked about Ensure or Boost. Maybe I'll take that up on a future show. But we did talk about the big five, and I promised at that time that I also talk about uh, foods that are issues uh, that people are lying about, the food companies rather are lying about, and that the government kind of supports really with the labeling or lack of labeling controls that are done out there. So today's show is very much about food. We're going to rant a little bit about food, and we're going to give you some facts about food, and we're going to tell you some things that you are probably eating or people who you love, if they're a little less educated than you are probably eating, that uh, you really need to probably eliminate from your diet. We'll give you alternatives as well. That's what today's Vitality Radio is all about. We're also going to talk about a couple of other things I'm excited about, so I'll give you the whole the whole list of things we're going to talk about today. We're also going to talk about something called liquid chlorophyll. I have touched on it once or twice in the past, but it's something that is highly powerful in terms of health and nutrition benefit, and yet most people don't even know what it is. So we'll talk about that. We're also going to talk about iron supplements. Iron supplements, what an interesting topic that is because lots of people in this country are anemic. It's actually considered to be, if not the number one, very close to the number one mineral deficiency in this country, and yet the recommended mineral to or supplement, I should say, to replace that mineral is either ferrous fumarate or ferrous sulfate, 
both of which are really not good for you and cause more harm than good in most cases. So we'll talk about how you can really get your iron levels up naturally and healthily without having to resort to things that frankly make you sick. So we got a lot of stuff on tap today. Okay. I have been reading about food a lot the last couple of days. Food, food, food. There are 10 major food companies in this world that kind of control, well, almost everything that has to do with food once you get uh, above the small farmers and the small food producers. And they like to tell us a lot of lies. They like to spread some propaganda about what they're feeding us. I was reading on the craft page earlier their spiel about how safe artificial colors are based on what the FDA has determined is safe. And that actually led me to an article that thankfully was actually found by one of my great team members, Amber at Vitality, that is awesome. Really, really great information on something that, frankly, I didn't understand that well before. It's something called grass, and that is the morning rant. In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant. Yes, I said grass, and no, I'm not talking about the kind that is on your front lawn. I'm not talking about the kind that some people smoke. I'm talking about something called GRAS. That is a government standard called generally recognized as safe. And that is how food ingredients get introduced into food marketing and food packaging um, in this country. Basically what it is, is there are published studies and unpublished studies on most of these ingredients, not very many studies on many of them. But as a general rule, there are a few studies out there, and these companies that want to introduce these ingredients need to certify that these ingredients are recognized as safe based on the studies. So how does this process actually work? How do we get ingredients in our food that are so toxic and yet generally recognized as safe by our good friends at the Food and Drug Administration? Well, let's just go through this. This is actually very interesting. There are two ways to do this. The first way is to hire a panel. Let's just say Kraft, for instance, or Coca-Cola. It doesn't really matter. A food manufacturer wants to introduce an ingredient into their product. They hire a panel of three, three scientists that are there to review the information that has been provided in both published and unpublished studies and determine if that food is safe for human consumption. So they hire these scientists. These scientists sit down and they say, okay, so here's the data, and yeah, that looks like it's safe enough to put into the food system, or no, it doesn't. But who's hiring these people I mentioned right at the beginning, the actual company trying to get the approval is in charge of the hiring process. And who are these people? Well, this is very, very interesting. 
So the critics of this system actually say that there's all kinds of conflicts of interest here because when scientists depend on the food industry for income, they may be less likely to contest the safety of ingredients companies hope to get into the marketplace. These are standing scientific panels of industry-hired guns, according to Laura McCleary, an attorney for the Center for Science in the Public Interest. In her opinion, it's funding bias on steroids. A 1958 law allows companies seeking to market new ingredients to avoid an extensive safety review led by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration if they can establish their additives as Grass, generally recognized as safe. In practice, that means companies must demonstrate that there is a consensus among scientific experts that their ingredients are safe. So here's the details of how this really happens. To do so, they usually convene a panel of scientists to review published and unpublished safety data. Of 562 publicly available grass determinations voluntarily submitted to the FDA since 1998, the center analysis found the companies used such panels two-thirds of the time. The other third of the time is even worse because in the other third, they can actually hire one person, not three, one person and do it privately and basically make a determination as to whether or not these things are safe. A single consultant to sign off on the safety of a food ingredient that they want to market and this consultant paid by the food company who hopes to market the product. Does that seem suspect to you? Seems a little suspect to me. Now, in their defense, these scientists actually say, well, it's pretty obvious how this works. If you're good at what you do, you're going to get hired back. That was the statement that Joseph Borzelica made. He has appeared on 41% of the panels convened in the last 17 years. So across all the food companies that have tried to get these ingredients approved, he's appeared on over 40% of those over the last 17 years. That's three times as many as most hired experts. Now, he says it's because he's very good. But maybe it's because he doesn't mind passing anything through that comes across his desk. Now, what's Joseph Borzelica's history in science? Well, he was a full-time employee at R.J. Reynolds. You know who they are? Yeah, they manufacture cigarettes. In fact, he was there for a long time. Not just Joseph, though. The center for that uh, did the study, they actually included four of the ten main grass panelists. They said all had ties to the tobacco industry. So 40% of the people that are primarily being used to approve these ingredients actually came from Big Tobacco. What is Big Tobacco famous for? What are they most notorious for? Well, in my mind, they're the most notorious for bogus science and claiming that cigarettes don't actually cause disease. So do we really want those scientists as the ones who are now saying that these food ingredients don't cause disease? I mean, we just talked a few weeks about, about uh, or sorry, a few weeks ago about diet soda. Diet soda has aspartame, usually acesulfame K or sulfame potassium, uh, sometimes sucralose, lots 
of these artificial ingredients in combination, these artificial sweeteners, and people have been taking them as diet, thinking, oh, this will help me lose weight or at least help me not gain weight. And yet there have been landmark studies done and released over the last five to ten years showing that in reality, the more diet soda you drink, the more fat you become. In fact, diet soda versus regular soda increases weight. You're better off drinking the fully loaded stuff that has high fructose corn syrup in it, which I think we all now know is not good for us. But these artificial ingredients, they get approval by FDA and boom, they're on the market and we're kind of stuck with them really because it takes a lot to get them removed, a whole lot. So this grass thing is basically just one more indicator of how ridiculous the FDA really is in terms of what they allow on the market and what they don't. And I talked a couple of weeks ago about how they say the supplement industry isn't regulated because the FDA doesn't have oversight like they do with pharmaceuticals. Well, what about the food industry? After all, the first word in FDA, the first initial stands for food, and apparently they're not regulating that all too well, are they? So that's the rant for today, talking about food regulations. And this leads just beautifully into the primary topic for today. We're going to talk about, if I have time, the top five lies and propaganda being spread about food in this country. We're going to hit some biggies that you are very familiar with, big name brands. That's what we'll talk about next on Vitality Radio. Insurgent Sports Nutrition is a brand new sports supplement company with a unique philosophy, refuse to conform. In the sports nutrition industry, one company starts something and has some success and everyone else tends to follow their lead. What you end up with is a bunch of Me Too products that don't add up to anything special. What you typically see on the market are formulas with all kinds of ingredients that look good on the label but do very little to advance your training and performance. At Insurgents, our motto is everything you need, nothing you don't. While many brands put the right ingredients in a product, most don't put the right dose. There are clinical trials for a reason, to prove not only if an ingredient works, but also how much of that ingredient it takes to provide the desired effect. At Insurgents, we won't add an ingredient to a formula unless we can add the clinically effective dose our first formula is our Insurgents pre-workout. Pre-workouts nowadays are a dime a dozen. They even sell them at the big box stores. The vast majority of pre-workouts on the market are overdosed on caffeine and other stimulants and underdosed on the stuff that actually increases your performance. Insurgents pre-workout has all of the most critical ingredients to improve endurance, strength, energy, and without the crash that comes with a mega dose of stimulants. Insurgents pre-workout comes with or without caffeine, and has no additional stimulants. If you want a truly effective, hype-free pre-workout that tastes great, is free of artificial colors, and absolutely does the job, refuse to conform and join the Insurgents. For more information about Insurgents pre-workout, call Vitality Nutrition, 801-292-6662. That's 801 292 6662. All right, I'm back. It is Vitality Radio, and I am Jared St. Clair. It's good to be with you each and every Saturday morning talking about health, nutrition, fitness, and beyond. I mentioned the primary topic for the show is these five food lies, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But 
something came to mind yesterday while I was preparing the show, and I thought I better talk about it because I think it's important. Iron. Iron supplementation. If you're told that you're anemic by your doctor, your doctor is likely to recommend an iron supplement. And in almost every case, he or she is likely to recommend ferrous fumarate or ferrous sulfate as that iron supplement. People use these things all the time. They're sold in most drugstores and generally not by prescription, although there are some prescription strength ones available. But let's listen to about or let's listen to what these iron supplements actually do. And is this really our best way to get iron? Here are the primary side effects of ferrous fumarate, okay? Constipation, diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, heartburn, stomach pain, upset stomach, black or dark colored stools or urine, and even temporary staining of teeth if you get the liquid variety. Now, this is the interesting thing. That's ferrous fumarate. I'm going to jump to ferrous sulfate really quick. Uh, just to uh, throw these two together because they pretty much have very similar side effects. They found that the gastrointestinal side effects with ferrous sulfate are dose-related, and approximately 25% of patients will experience these side effects. This is not a small percentage. It's not 1%, right? It's 25% of people experiencing these side effects, and it's very similar for the ferrous fumarate. So back to the other things that we have to be concerned about, the other kind of warnings on the label with these irons. It is not known whether this medication could be harmful to an unborn baby. Tell your doctor if you become pregnant during treatment. Now, a lot of the women who are anemic become anemic during pregnancy. It's one of the most common times for this to happen. And yet it is not known if this medication could be harmful to an unborn baby. It is not known either whether this medicine passes into breast milk or if it could harm a nursing baby. Do not use this medication without telling your doctor if you are breastfeeding a baby. Do not give ferrous fumarate to a child without the advice of a doctor. Do not take any vitamin or mineral supplement that your doctor has not prescribed or recommended. <laughs> Avoid taking an antibiotic medicine within two hours before or after you take ferrous fumarate because these can interact in a very unhappy way. Certain foods can also make it harder for your body to absorb ferrous fumarate. So listen to what you should avoid. Avoid taking this medication within one hour or before or sorry, one hour before or two hours after eating fish, meat, liver, and whole grain or fortified breads or cereals. That's pretty close to the American diet right there. Not a lot of things that you can eat with your ferrous fumarate. But that's problematic because the best way to make sure ferrous fumarate or ferrous sulfate don't make your stomach sick is to take it with a meal. And they're, then they're saying, well, most meals, probably not a good idea. Avoid using antacids without your doctor's advice. Use only the specific type of antacid your doctor recommends. And antacids contain different medicines, and some types can make it harder for your body to absorb ferrous fumarate. Yeah, the list goes on and on, really, with this. Um, they say that you can build up in really small portions if you want to try to avoid this, and sometimes that if you take a little bit at a time and work your way up, then you can get to the point where... You can handle these iron supplements and so on and so on. But 
what's the deal? I mean, iron is a mineral that belongs in the human body, right? And yet ferrous sulfate and ferrous fumarate are what they call inorganic compounds. They are not minerals that the body recognizes as food. They are minerals, yes, but they are not minerals that the body recognizes as food. And so the body, frankly, doesn't know what the heck to do with them. So when we ingest these minerals, we get nauseous and cramping and diarrhea and all these other things that I mentioned. It's not good and it's not fun, especially if you're a pregnant woman worrying about the health of your baby. You're already nauseous as it is, having a hard time keeping things down. You're exhausted because of anemia, and now you're taking something that will make you more nauseous. And worse yet, they don't even work very well. Most of these iron supplements are marginally effective because the results are based on how much you can actually absorb, and your absorption rates are so low that, as a general rule, you're getting very little benefit. So what I want to share with you is that there is an alternative. There are whole food forms of iron out there, and there are two that I am completely enamored with because for the last 30 years, we've been selling them with excellent, excellent results. My favorite is called Blood Builder. It's made by a company called Megafood. It comes in a tablet, and it's very simple because it's a one-a-day tablet for the vast majority of people, and the difference between it and ferrous sulfate or ferrous fumarate is monumental. These forms of iron, these whole food forms of iron are actually recognized by the body as food. And so at the cellular level, they are digested as food and assimilated as food. And in the stomach, they don't cause all of those nasty side effects. They don't create constipation, diarrhea, or any of these other things. And because the absorption rate, particularly at the cellular level, is so much better, you end up with actual results, noticeable ones amazing stuff. The other formula I really, really like is called Floridix. Floridix Iron and Herbs. This comes, it's an actually, uh, actually an imported product, uh, comes from Europe, and it is a phenomenal formula. It's a liquid. It actually tastes really quite pleasant. It absorbs really well for a combination of reasons. First off, it's liquid, and second, it's totally food-based. Now, some people respond better with one, some people respond better with the other, but almost in every case, people respond better with either of these than the ferrous fumarate or ferrous sulfate iron supplements that are found on the counters at drugstores. When I find a client who is using one of these minerals, these supplements, and I switch them over to Blood Builder or Floridix, I find a happy, happy person. <laughs> They come back and they say really great things. They recommend it to their friends. They send people back into Vitality for more because, frankly, the stuff works and it doesn't cause the issues. Really, really awesome. So I just wanted to share that with you quickly. If you're on an iron supplement and it's bugging you or you don't think it's working very well or you're concerned about side effects associated with it, especially if you're pregnant or nursing, I would highly recommend you do your research. Certainly talk to your doctor as well and make sure that he or she knows what you're doing. But do your research and get on a good quality iron supplement that actually works. Okay, so these five food lies. It's now time. I'm going to share one before we have to go to a break, and it's a biggie. Margarine and vegetable oils are safer than butter and animal fats. That's what we've been told for a long, long time. And yet... There has been a study out now for over 30 years that disproves this fact 
very, very effectively. It's called the Framingham Study. It was done over a 20-year period from, I believe, 1960 to 1980 or something really close to that. And it proved some pretty amazing things. And after I read the results of the study, I'm going to tell you what margarine really is. All this stuff, you know, I love the, the product Country Croc because it is the best name for all those products because <laughs> it is all a crock of crap. You should not ever ingest this stuff. It's terrible. Now, they have made it a little less toxic over the years with this whole trans fat movement, but the truth of the matter is there's still trans fats in there up to half a gram per serving, and they are still horrible for you. But listen to this study. The basic results of the study were this, that heart attack incidents increased with increasing margarine consumption and decreased slightly, but decreased with increasing butter consumption. In other words, the people in the study that ate more butter had less heart attacks than the people in the study that ate more margarine. And the more butter you ate, the less likely you were to have a heart attack. And the more margarine you ate, the more likely you were to have a heart attack. People who ate the least margarine also had something else in common. Now, get this. They had the highest prevalence of glucose intolerance, meaning that they were basically pre-diabetic. They smoked the most cigarettes and they drank the most alcohol. They also ate the most saturated fat and butter. In other words, these were the people that were very unconcerned about their health. They're drinking too much alcohol. They're smoking cigarettes. They're, they're dealing their diets, as a general rule, are not well thus the pre-diabetic state, and yet they were having less heart attacks, even when you throw all these other risk factors in. They were eating more butter, less margarine, having less heart attacks, and yet they were smoking more cigarettes, drinking more alcohol, and were pre-diabetic? This does not bode well for the safety record of margarine. Can the study actually get more damning of margarine? Well, in fact, it actually can because they broke it down into the two halves, the first 10 years and the second 10 years. In the first 10 years, there was no significant association between margarine intake and heart attack incidents. Well, that's good, right? But in the second 10, the group eating the most margarine had 77% more heart attacks than the group eating none. Yeah. That's the story on margarine. But I do want to tell you just a little bit more about margarine and how it's actually made. Vegetable oils are extracted from corn, cottonseed, soybeans, or safflower seeds. Then they use an organic compound as a solvent to, to extract them. The oil is steam cleaned to remove most impurities, but this steaming also destroys all the vitamins and antioxidants. Hydrogen gas is bubbled through liquid oil in the presence of a catalyst, usually nickel. This forces unsaturated fatty acids to become saturated and solid. The more complete the hydrogenation process, the firmer the finished product. That's why we have hydrogenated and partially hydrogenated uh, oils and, of course, margarines and margarine substitutes and so on and so forth. What this produces is a lumpy gray grease and results in the formation, of course, of what we now know as trans fats. Emulsifiers are added to remove the lumps. Bleach to remove the gray color. Yes, bleach to remove the gray color. A second steam cleaning removes chemical odors. Then we have our friends, the synthetic vitamins, artificial colors, and a natural yellow color are added. The final product is packaged as a healthy alternative to butter. 
Trust me, big food companies do not care about your health. They've lied to us for all these years about this, and yet people are still buying country crock, and I can't believe it's not butter, and maybe even worse yet, butter buds. Saturated fat in its natural state is not bad for you. Does that mean you should eat a cube of butter with every meal? No. But reasonable amounts of these fats are actually healthy for you and health-promoting, and there's plenty of evidence to back that up. Okay, what's number two on my list? Fruit snacks are better than candy for my kids. If you believe this, if you've been suckered into buying into this fruit snack thing, you need to think again. Fruit snacks are not (laughs) a healthy option. They simply aren't. This is from the Welch's page. Now, Welch's fruit snacks are the number one selling fruit snacks in this country. They come in 11 varieties and all kinds of different sizes. The 0.9-ounce bag, that's the little one that you might put in Junior's lunchbox, contains... 80 calories. That doesn't seem too bad, right? But where do the 80 calories come from? There's one gram of protein, zero grams of fat, 19 grams of carbohydrates, and 11 grams of sugar. That is not a different profile than a gummy bear. It's not at all. It's exactly similar to any kind of gummy candy that are not called fruit snacks. Now, they do add some vitamin A and some vitamin C and some vitamin E which is a bunch of garbage because it's all synthetic anyway, almost impossible to absorb, and there's not enough in there to make an impact anyway. But let's listen to the ingredients. Juice from concentrates, grape, pear, peach, and pineapple. Well, that sounds healthy, right? It's fruit juice. The next ingredient, corn syrup, and then sugar, both of which are genetically modified. Modified corn starch, corn, again, genetically modified in most cases, fruit purees. Now, this sounds healthy. Strawberries, raspberry, orange, and grape. Gelatin, citric acid, lactic acid, natural and artificial flavors, ascorbic acid, that's your vitamin C, vitamin E, vitamin A, sodium citrate, coconut oil, carnauba wax, red 40, yellow 5, and blue number 1. Those are your ingredients for fruit snacks. Now, The FDA requires that these companies list things in descending order. In other words, the number one ingredient must be the most prevalent ingredient in the product. So in this case, juice. I mean, it comes from Welch's, right? It has to be good. Juice from these fruits, grape, pear, peach, and pineapple is the first ingredient. So it can't be as bad as candy, right? But we have to understand how this is done because the next two ingredients are corn syrup and sugar. Now, you can have literally a hundredth of one percent or even no higher amount of fruit juice than you have corn syrup or sugar as long as they're equal and you can list juice first. So, in other words, if this product is 90 percent sugar and juice, corn syrup, and sugar are the first three ingredients, they could each be 30 percent. Does that make sense? So while there is fruit juice in here from concentrate, which, by the way, once you concentrate fruit juice, you are creating basically pure sugar. Is it healthier than corn syrup or sugar, especially because those have been genetically modified? Absolutely. It's a better option. And if they were made 100% with fruit juice and they kicked out the yellow four, or sorry, red 40, the yellow five, the blue number one, the artificial colors, 
and the modified cornstarch, then this might actually be a semi-healthy option for your kids. But it's not, okay? It's actually about 60% sugar by volume. So of the 80 calories, you're getting about 60% of that as sugar. And get this, 11 grams of sugar. And then we're talking the little tiny snack size bag that has about seven or eight pieces in it, okay? That little tiny snack pack has two heaping teaspoons of sugar, two heaping teaspoons of sugar, and actually a little more. That's what you're giving your kids when you're giving them Welch's fruit snacks. Now, Welch's is not the only company that claims to be selling fruit as a snack, when in reality, they're selling refined, processed, genetically modified sugar with artificial colors. But I picked on them because they're number one. Welch's fruit snacks and most other fruit snacks out there are not a healthy alternative to gummy bears. In fact, they're not significantly different than gummy bears at all. So if you're going to eat junk, you might as well just buy junk, right? Okay, so that's the deal with fruit snacks. What's next on my hit list? Next item up is, oh, it's a goodie. It's a big one in this country. And they got busted in the UK by an American who took a picture of a label that the U- that the United Kingdom requires they slap on this product when it's exported from the- from America, okay? Kraft mac and cheese. It is a staple of many people's food storage. You know it lasts forever. It's cheap and kids love it. I mean, what kid doesn't love Kraft mac and cheese? There probably aren't very many out there that don't. Is Kraft mac and cheese a healthy meal for my kids? I mentioned that they got busted. Well, this is what happened. In the UK, it turns out that the Kraft mac and cheese that we consume in America is not sold. At least, technically, it's not sold. It's not produced over there. It does get exported over there. And when it gets exported over there, the government requires a large warning label. And what does the warning label consist of? Oh, it's interesting. It really is interesting. It says two things. It says that yellow number five and yellow number one are chemicals that have been shown to increase hyperactivity in children. So there's your first warning. The second warning is that the wheat used in this product is comes from genetically modified sources. Now, why would they have a label like that in the UK? I mean, those two things are still fact in the US, and yet we don't have those labels. Well, the FDA doesn't care that much about artificial colors. Obviously, after all, they are G-R-A-S, generally recognized as safe, and they certainly don't care about genetically modified organisms. And so we have no labeling for those things, at least no warning label, and yet that's what they're selling to our kids. Now, Kraft Mac and Cheese has some other wonderful ingredients in it, too. You know, it is fortified, right, because they use white flour, which they've enriched to make it almost like regular wheat flour, which is Another one of the huge lies is that you can enrich a flour that had a lot of nutrients in it, and you strip them all out, and you can put chemicals back in and call it just as good. Eh, not so much, right? And then it also has whey, 
milk fat, milk protein concentrate, salt, sodium tripolyphosphate. Now, the whey and the milk fat and the milk protein concentrate are all going to come from cows that have probably been treated with RBST or RBGH, which, of course, the government says isn't bad for you, but we know better, right? And then there's 2% or less of the following, yellow number 5, yellow number 6, um, lactic acid, sodium phosphate, citric acid, calcium phosphate. So really, here's the deal. There isn't an ingredient in Kraft Mac and Cheese that is health-promoting. There is not a single ingredient in Kraft Mac and Cheese that's health-promoting. There are several ingredients that are highly suspect in terms of their health-degrading impact. And what we end up with, with this whole Kraft Mac and Cheese thing, is something that is brightly colored, marketed heavily towards children, and kids love it. And so many, in many cases, we cave in. But you know what? There is a shift happening in America. There is a huge shift happening in America right now, and it is big. It's really big. In fact, as I was researching today's show, I found all kinds of evidence of this shift. Many companies, including Kraft, are finally figuring out what's going on out there. And what's going on is people like you and me are taking notice of what's in the food that we eat, and we're refusing to eat it. So people like the Food Babe, if you're familiar with the Food Babe, and if you're not, look her up. She's great. She finds out that they're using the same stuff that they use in yoga mats to put in Subway's bread, fresh-baked bread, as a, as a uh, yeast conditioner. And so Subway says, oh, my gosh, we've been busted, and they clean it up. Well, you know what else Subway's doing? They're cleaning up their whole menu. They're actually taking caramel color out of their meat. They're taking the, the conditioner, which is yoga mat material, <laughs> out of their bread. They're taking all kinds of stuff out. They've said artificial colors, uh, artificial flavors, artificial preservatives are going to be removed from their sandwich-making ingredients. By the end of 2016, I believe, is the number I read. That's pretty awesome. Subway is huge. They have more restaurants than anybody in this country. They're all over the place, and they are doing that. So what's happening? What's creating this shift? Does Kraft care more about your health than they used to? Does Subway care more about your health than they used to? You know, eat fresh. Jared Fogle, the guy that used to be pretty fat, and now he's thin because he ate Subway sandwiches. No, they don't care about that much. They really care about something simple, and that is the bottom line. We live in an age where our best vote is our dollar. This is indeed how we vote because, quite literally, money is what talks when it comes to big food. Look what's happening here. All these companies are changing, and I'm not talking about just these two, just Subway and Kraft. You know what Kraft has done? Kraft has now introduced 12, over the last several years, 12 non-artificially colored mac and cheese type products. Now, they still have the original because it is the number one seller by a mile and a half. But now they have 12 others. Why do they have 12 others? Because consumers are noticing that they can go to Smith's or Costco and they can find Annie's. They can find Back to Nature. They can find organic, clean, beautiful, and delicious alternatives. And they used to be a lot more expensive. They're coming down. You know, at Smith's, you can get the Annie stuff 10 for a buck almost every month that goes on for a week at 10 for a buck. That makes them pretty close to the price of the craft stuff. 
And you can go to Costco if you don't want to wait for the sale. And you don't mind buying 12 boxes, you can go to Costco and get back to nature. Or sometimes it's Annie's. They're both organic. They're both clean. There's no artificial anything in there. And they're selling them 12 packs for about 12 bucks. And you know what? I had a listener tell me last time I talked about this. Oh, man, I got my daughter on this stuff, and she likes it better. It's awesome. We used to do Kraft Mac and Cheese all the time. That's a simple change. Get rid of the fruit snacks. Get rid of the Kraft Mac and Cheese. Get rid of the margarine. Please, please get rid of the margarine. And if you don't like butter, you're vegan, go for coconut oil. Coconut oil is awesome, too. It's another healthy, saturated fat. I know you've been taught there is no such thing, but there is. We'll be back with more great information. You're listening to Jared St. Clair on Vitality Radio. After decades of helping people with their nutritional supplement needs, I have observed something that seems almost universal. People seem to have a lot of products that they have experimented with. Some might have been recommended by a blogger online, others from a magazine article, and yet another by a friend or family member. Information is coming at us at a rapid pace nowadays, and everyone has an opinion. The problem is that there is only one really big wild card in health and nutrition, and that wild card is you. I know you've heard the infomercials, seen the ads, or talked to that neighbor who has that cure-all product that can do it all for your health. The problem is that supplement doesn't exist. What's right for your neighbor isn't always right for you. At Vitality Nutrition, we've been asking the right questions for years. What I mean by this is, we don't just sell supplements, we consult with our clients and ask them the key questions needed to make sure we match the right supplement to the right person. If you feel better about a team approach to your health, give us a call and one of our well-educated Vitality team members will answer your questions and help you find just what it is that you need to address your health concerns, naturally. You can reach us at 801-292-6662, that's 801-292-6662, or drop us an email, info at vitalityradiopod.com, that's info at vitalityradiopod.com. All righty, you are listening to Vitality Radio. I'm Jared St. Clair. I was going to tell you who you are, but you know who you are, so I guess I should tell you who I am. Vitality Radio brought to you by... Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful, 107 South, 500 West. We are there to serve your health and nutrition needs. And as I suspected, I can't do all five foods. In fact, I can't, especially because something came up during the break. My good friend and producer, Patrick, he said, man, my kids, they love fruit snacks. What do I do? And I told him. So let me tell you, there are a few options. Uh, Costco, and I can't remember the brand, so I feel kind of unprepared here. But Costco sells a Mondo box. It's got to be 80 packs of these fruit snacks in there that actually is sweetened 100% with fruit juice, and there are no artificial colors. Now, it's still candy. But it's a big step in the right direction, and if your kids love the fruit snacks, that's at least a good step in on the way to weaning them. Now, Annie's makes an awesome fruit snack that's amazing, and they do sell those, I think, also at some Costco's, but I've seen them primarily at Smith's and health food stores. That's a good one. And I will say Target uh, in their... Uh, Oh, it's their natural line, and I can't remember the name of it now. It's not Archer Farms, but they've got kind of a natural line. You've seen it there, Simply Something or Other, I think, maybe. Anyway, they have a variety, a large variety of different, basically f- dried fruit, but it's like fruit rolls 
type of stuff. And they come in little twists and they come in little bear-shaped things and bunny-shaped things and all kinds of stuff. Delicious. They have a raspberry lemonade one that's literally just awesome. Now, again, as I was telling Patrick, these are all things that aren't the best food you could put in your kid's gut. It's still mostly sugar. But the closer you get to real food, like the whole fruit ones, certainly the better off you are. And you got to get away from those chemicals. So if you want to get fruit snacks, there are alternatives, just like what I said about the mac and cheese. So look into those, please. We've got just 10 minutes left. In fact, just a little less than that on Vitality Radio today. So I want to go through two more things really quickly. The first I told you I was going to do is chlorophyll, liquid chlorophyll. Now, this is something that a lot of people have heard of. They've heard of chlorophyll, and they know it's what the green in grass and plants and trees and so on. But do you know that it's actually really, really good for you? These are the top 10 things that liquid chlorophyll can actually help with. All of these have been clinically actually proven to be effective, uh, or chlorophyll has been effective for these 10 things. Here they are. Help to control hunger and cravings. They actually did a study that was released in 2013 that determined that compounds containing chlorophyll actually help to suppress hunger. Now, liquid chlorophyll is sold as a supplement, and it actually, as deep green as it is, it actually tastes pretty good. It's not too hard to get down. But also, foods that are rich in chlorophyll, of course, are going to be your deep, leafy green vegetables. So you can get it either way. But what they found is that 20 moderately overweight women were given test meals on three separate occasions, one week apart, two meals with chlorophyll, and one without. And they reported reduced hunger following the meals containing the chlorophyll, and blood tests showed stable blood sugar levels. These results suggest that chlorophyll should be considered as an effective way to manage hunger and promote weight loss. And I will say this. I add liquid chlorophyll to my morning drink that I make every time I go into Vitality there in Bountiful. I also have some apple cider vinegar in there, and I've got a few other odds and ends in there, maca and a few other things. So it's a kind of an interesting little earthy drink. But I will say this. I've noticed that I am not nearly as hungry since I've added the chlorophyll in. And when I do it consistently, it really pays dividends. It's really, really cool. This is one of my favorites. They call it the internal deodorant. And I have seen evidence of this. We've had lots of people uh, that have reported excellent results at Vitality use chlorophyll consistently. And it helps with body odors. It helps with even fecal odor. It's really pretty amazing because it's so purifying and detoxifying. And for people that say, man, I don't like, you know, I, I really don't like to use those chemical deodorants, but I also don't want to stink. Chlorophyll is actually a really, really great option. It's definitely something to consider. It helps to encourage healing. They've actually done studies all the way back 50, 60 years that have shown that chlorophyll is one of the best things to help with healing. That's all types of different things, but specifically wound healing. They found when you take chlorophyll internally, it helps wounds to heal better. It promotes cleansing because it is very detoxic detoxifying, specifically helpful for removal of heavy metals that people are concerned about. It actually uh, is a very strong antioxidant in the system, so it's anti-aging in nature. They've shown that there may even be potential in cancer therapies with chlorophyll. It's effective against candida. If you know you've got a yeast issue or a candida issue, chlorophyll is something you can use that can be extremely useful. They found that chlorophyll, when taken consistently actually helps with redness and swelling, people that deal with those issues. 
and it helps to promote healthy iron levels. So when we were talking about Blood Builder and Floridix iron earlier in the show, if you're not super anemic but you feel like you've got sort of a borderline thing, chlorophyll can be extremely useful in those in that category. So really just sort of an overall wonderful thing, really, really good for you. That's liquid chlorophyll. It's a simple supplement. It's very inexpensive. You can get a pint for like 12 bucks, and it does really, really good things. And since I've been using it daily, I've really noticed a difference, so I wanted to share it with you. Now, I mentioned before that I had five, five food lies. I only got to three of them. We're going to hit the next two probably next week. I'm not going to promise next week because I do have some other topic things floating around. But within the next two weeks, we'll hit the next two on that list of five for sure. So you will get them. And I'll post them also on Facebook uh, as we go. Vitality Radio has been on, like I said at the beginning of the show, five and a half years. And what I've found over the last year and a half is that as I've sort of taken the gloves off to a certain extent and just told it like it is, instead of being worried about hurting people's feelings or any of that kind of stuff – the show has gotten better. And the way I know it's gotten better is because we're getting way more response. People come in to Vitality and they, and they tell us just amazing things about what's going on with the show. And we have more people listening. It's all going the right direction. And what I learned that I want to share with you is that if you're speaking the truth, if you're really passionate about something, you don't need to hide it. Share it. Tell the world how you feel. Make sure people know because there's not enough people telling the truth nowadays and way too many people misleading and misguiding us through their lies and propaganda. So that's the message for the day. Thank you for listening to me. My name's Jared St. Clair, and you've been listening to Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair, produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham, with very limited help from Jared. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.